Hey guys, awesome episode with my raspy voice. We talk about leaving the toothbrush at the apartment. We're talking about love and when's the right time to stop asking someone out. Check it out. Enjoy. Share it with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jeffrey coming to you live from New York City's Harlem, New York City, baby. We're here in Harlem. We're back. You can hear in my voice. I've had a rough one. Ooh, let me apologize for my voice. I am sorry. It has been a long, long couple weeks, but it has been a fun couple weeks. Uh, we're in Miami. Great to meet you. We're in Chicago. Oh my fucking god, were you guys great? And then we went to Fort Worth for the Hollywood taping. And then I met people in Austin that came up to me. We taped in Austin at this bar called Cain and Abel's. And you guys, out of the blue, hey, I listen. I, I'm, I'm this person. I'm that person. Oh, my God. Feathered my nuts to a certain degree. Oh, my God. It felt like I was out in a meadow just hanging by a stream, just sitting there, balls dangling out. You took a little feather, you went back and forth, back. There we are, the stream. Just you and me. I got a big tequila shot in my hand, because we were down south. And I'm just sitting there sipping on tequila while you're feathering the nuts. It felt good, it's great to meet you guys out on the road, it's great. Because there's a connection. You guys listen, and I know you're good people. Because this is the podcast of good people. I know that for a fact. I know that you guys are fun and good and are looking to just have a great time. And that's what I'm meeting on the road. I'm meeting you and seeing that we're all so much alike and having a good time. And it's really nice. It's heartwarming. It's ball feathering. And so... I'm back now for a week and then go out to Nebraska this week. But um, I'm also doing a show. Um, you guys have DM'd me from San Francisco. I'm coming to San Francisco November 13th and 14th. We're doing a live J Train podcast, 13th. And then I'm doing stand up on the 14th. Come, bring your friends, bring your coworkers, your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas. That's the other thing. I get people's moms and dads coming to these shows. It's crazy. And they love it just as much as the kids. So this is fun for the whole family. Bring them out. And listen, if you, don't, if you haven't already, go listen to the live podcast from Chicago. What a, what a coming together of, of feathers. Feather Nation came together. We feathered each other that night. Just We sat in a line, one in front of the other, balls out, and just feathered one another. Because Michelle Wolf. That's right. Michelle Wolf, out of the woodwork. I get a text. Hey, what are you doing? You're in Chicago? I'm like, yeah, come on the podcast. Holy shit, she comes on. What a nice night we had. Laughs throughout the whole time. I laughed harder than I ever had on a live show. It was great. 
So go listen to that podcast. That's the last one out. Very excited about today's guest. Um, she's new to the podcast. I like doing this based on referrals. I like when someone says to me, hey, they know the show. They know what goes on here. And they're like, you got to get this person on because they're going to be into the vibe. So we've never met. We've met. This is our first time literally met at my doorstep. Yeah, that's right. The audience is shocked. But I like doing it this way. I love having new people on. I like meeting new comics that I haven't met before. And I trust certain people. Julia Olson, who's a OKP on the show, was like, you got to meet Melissa. She's fantastic. Um, she's gonna love, you're going to love her on the show. And I'm happy to have her now. Melissa Stokoski. Thank you. Yes. Did I nail the name? You nailed it. Stikoski. And it's tough. It's a tough one. That's a tough name. It sounds like uh, some kind of offensive coordinator. Yes. Right? Where we Is got that ESPN the vibe? The we right have now. ESPN on. We're talking about feathering nuts. Yeah, feathering nuts. Stakowski goes right into that vibe, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see that being yelled at, at a... Get at your head out of your ass, Stakowski. Stakowski! Mm-hmm. You got a block! Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what Sakaski, make a fucking tackle. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing me back. It's yeah. also a very Midwestern name. To it me. is, yep. Because I, I heard you say Stakaski, uh-huh. and then I thought Chicago, because that's Close. like the name, and then you said you're from Michigan. Exactly. And then I was like, where on the hand? Uh-huh. And then we, and we said Metro Detroit. We know the same area. I yeah. know the area well. Yeah. So it's great to have all of you. Um, I know Melissa's going to be great. Go follow, go support, at M underscore stocks. Mm-hmm. S-T-O-K-S. Yep. At M underscore stocks. I'll be putting it on my Instagram when this comes out. I am very interested to hear about your podcast. Yeah. It's well, when I moved to New York, I got kind of this crazy day job where I do the Sex in the City bus tour. You do the <laughs> Sex in the That's right. Oh, thank you. Very triggering. Play that music. We're all dancing. Yep. There's only there's only one way to dance to this opening it's a weird shoulder yeah, thing. little shoulder it's a it's a dance you'd see an older white woman doing at a, at a bar and that is the entire base of the tour that's the tour <laughs> yeah, how do you it. get into that um so someone saw getting, me do stand up so you do stand up yeah. did you start where i started in pittsburgh actually you started in pittsburgh yeah. that's unheard of i know what made you start in pittsburgh? well my family is from pittsburgh originally i okay. moved back there to finish college i was actually working in sports broadcasting at the time cool. that's what i went to school for so it was a great sports town but i ended up like i just know nothing about sports and it was okay. just not a but people will let you just talk about sports when you don't know about it for a long time if you're just like sure. you know just doing it so i did that and then started doing stand-up there for about a year and then moved to New York. And then you moved to New York and you're like, I need a job. I need a job. And what gets you to the Sex and the City bus tour? I think I was at because like... I, not to interrupt, I'm no, sorry, but this is something you hear about in New York the last 10 years. Right. Since I've moved here, since I've lived here, the Sex and the City bus tour is a thing yeah. that people are like, yeah, it's fun to do. It is. And, and it makes sense because it's such a huge show, yeah. huge popular things. And it also, a lot of people, women especially mostly women, they see New York through the eyes of Carrie. Totally. I mean, if you haven't been to New York, like we get a lot of like British people, Australian people. That's their entire idea of New York City is the show. (laughs) They don't know anything else about the city. They don't care to know anything about the city besides this. And But there's got to be places that I know because of certain shows too. Like 100%. Like like, to me, Chicago is 
the, the you know family matters exactly you know? i love <laughs> chicago i love i mean i was just there that's Don't why sometimes you just want to like marry a normal person and move to chicago sometimes I and just leave it all and w- just day drink and, at, and just be like 30 pounds overweight yes you know i feel like everyone's just slapping you on the back giving you hot dogs yes. just hanging out it's so Drinking so nice there full full calorie beer yep like light beer like the fact that they're like old style like they're just like having yeah. that beer I it's know. a great town it's so they fun. eat like animals like and then they'll tell you <laughs> go to this place and you're like what's that place and they're like oh it's the burger that has the bacon and then they uh-huh. dip the bacon in duck fat and you're like why would they dip the bacon in duck fat and they're like why wouldn't why you? Wouldn't and you're they? like, oh, okay. Totally. This is why I love this city. I know. So it's beautiful. You come here. How do you like look up a job? Like, are you like on Craigslist? No, I saw one of the tour guides that works there. I, th- I think I was doing stand-up at like UCB or something. Mm. And then we were like at the bar after. And he was like, you're so funny. You should apply to this job that I work at. It's really fun. And he does like the Sopranos tour and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> you're at just a hangout of all the tours. <laughs> it's so the funny. The Sopranos tour guide, the yep. Set in the City when tour When we have guide. like our office Christmas Good parties, fellas. it's hilarious. Because I only hang out. I mean, I'll like talk with the Sex and the City girls. But I'm like always with the Sopranos guys. Because I've been yeah. watching the Sopranos for a solid two years. Mm. And, like, I'll be in it for, like, three weeks and obsessed with it. And I'll, like, lose track and, like, come back to it. Yeah. But I always hang out with them. I'm always just talking to them. There's, like, the Gossip Girl tour. I don't really fuck with them. I'm just kidding. They're great. Are they um, all owned by one? So one yeah, tour Yeah, on location tours. Yep. So this guy or girl. It's a whoever, lady. It's yeah. a lady. She was like, we want to be in the, in the business of themed, of ex- bus, themed tours. bus tours. Yeah, TV and movie in particular. What would be the next? So Gossip Girl is like the most new one? Yeah. Well, I did the Real Housewives tour for a while. That See, was our that, newest one. That to me is the one that's going to blow up, right? It was, yeah. It was a whole different animal because you're constantly updating it, whereas obviously Sex and the City has ended. Sure. Real Housewives was cool because it was like every episode I had something new to point out. Yeah. Which was cool. And, and, the, and if you're a fan on that tour, you know from last week's episode. Like, right. It's not like you're going to bring something up they're going to go... Wait, I don't get the reference. Right, exactly. Everyone was pretty hardcore. If you're dedicating your Saturday to going on a three and a half hour yeah. tour of the fucking Bravo show. And but also, it was so fun. there's got to be, say, for the Real Housewives, those women are not above showing up. No. Well, when we launched the tour, yeah, all of them, I get to meet all of them uh, yeah. from that. And they literally, like, along the route of the tour, we, like, set it up and everybody got to meet all of them. I got to do, like, Watch What Happens Live. It was wild. This was, like, two years ago we started doing it. Now it just runs privately. Okay. But it's really, it's a wild ass. Now you have a podcast. So, like, I love telling people about new podcasts because I do believe we're in this era of podcasting where there's, you you could have a vibe. You could be like, hey, it's a J-Train day. Mm -hmm. I got to do me some (laughs) J-Train. And that doesn't have to be every day. I have podcasts I listen to. I'll be in a certain type of mood. Right. Also, you can go on Laughable. The Laughable app, if you don't have a download, you're wrong. You're wrong. Download Laughable. You can subscribe to myself or Melissa, and you can see any podcast that we've been on. But your podcast is great because it, it, it could be a certain day of the week that you're like, I want... And explain your podcast. It is a Sex in the City based podcast. Love it. So we go What's through one called? episode. It's called Speaking of Carrie. Speaking of Carrie. Speaking when does it come of out? Carrie. Uh, Fridays. Fridays. Every Friday. Perfect day for a Speaking of Carrie. Totally. Vibe. Yeah. yeah. We just talk about one episode. We bring on, you know, a comedian or someone mm. from the show involved with the show. Uh, and we just 
delve into one episode of the guest choosing. Love that. Yeah, it's fun. So all of you go download, go subscribe to Speaking of Carrie. And also you're involved with a show that I've I've heard of and seen super popular. Uh, it's called Handmaid's Tale the Musical. Yes. Explain. <laughs> well, we're in a trying time okay. uh, as women in this country. And I guess it was now over a year ago, uh, myself and my writing partner, Marsha Belsky, um, just kind of were watching the show and wanted to do something kind of like cathartic okay. to, I think that's most of my work. Same with, you know, the podcast. It's kind of like finding these ways to like find feminism in things. And, you know, even though sex in the city is not necessarily, you know, it's dated some mm. of it. So we kind of like modernize that. It was the same kind of thing with this kind of cathartic, um, coming okay. around to, to what's going on now. So it's a parody of the handmade Tale. fun with feminism, fun with feminism. <laughs> That kind of sure. is, it kind of feels like sure. that. Yeah. Well, the carry thing, you can look back at episodes and be like, you can roll your eyes at Exactly. Points. But also, and we do. you can roll your eyes empathetically. Yes. You could see why at the time this made sense or this was what was going on at the time. You have to watch the episodes through the eyes of, okay, this is 2002. Totally. And that's not to hate that person who wrote it or put it right. out there, but you're like, how would we look at it today? And right. it's okay to revise. Exactly. And look at something and go, this was hilarious at the time. It's crazy it's, that we thought of things. That's how you learn. Exactly. And so Handmaid's Tale, the musical, is a live show. This is a live show. Um, it, there's original music in it that we wrote. It's basically if Handmaid's Tale happened in Brooklyn, okay. what would it be? So but it's also, you know, a lot you know, of millennial stuff. But that is so much fun because Handmaid's Tale, I haven't seen it, but I know it's a heavy show. It's very heavy. It's fun to it's be... It's difficult to watch. nothing is better comedically to me taking right. the heavy thing and then making it light that you're laughing at the heavy thing. Right. But and also still acknowledging that this heavy shit is going on. Yeah, that's what that's what comedy is. Yeah, you know, that's exactly. saying, yeah, we're making a lot of people they'll come back to, you know, the people that get offended by jokes. It's it's interesting. Like I I, I don't think there's as many offended people as, as maybe people talk about. Right. But sometimes someone will be like, You can't make fun of that. And it's like joking about something is acknowledging the the heaviness. Of mm -hmm. the thing you're joking about. So when you joke about Handmaid's Tale, which is a very, you know, it's a serious show and represents something that's such a big issue. Yeah. You're going, okay, we understand it's a big issue. That's why we're laughing. It's uncomfortable. Right. And to know that we're <laughs> getting closer and closer to that reality <laughs> as a nation is, uh, you know, more it's important to laughable. acknowledge and laugh. Exactly. So November 8th, where's the show going to be? It's at the Cutting Room. The Cutting Room. Great In spot. Midtown, yeah. Um, so all of you, if you're looking for something fun, different get the girls together get the guys together whoever it is if i was a dude listening i'm going to the handmaid's tale the musical yeah yeah cool because there'll be a lot of women there there's gonna be a lot of chicks and you're gonna laugh at that i mean it's that's fun. what i do all of my content is just made for guys to find women just yeah. get i don't know why there's not more single dudes coming on the bus tour i would yeah every well week. I, I mean these are i mean they all have cool accents they're from you know Germany, Australia, Perfect. Yeah. Fish in a barrel. Fish in a barrel. <laughs> I mean, I said that about my live shows. We had we did the, you know, the the live podcast. It's all women. Yeah. And I'm like, we're talking about dating. We brought a guy up in Chicago to like review his dating profile. Uh -huh. This dude is a good-looking guy. He had messaged me after thanking me and he was like he was a really nice guy. And you know, Michelle Wolf and I, we just like we gave him a lot of shit sure. about his profile. And he's sitting on stage with us laughing about it. It was great. And I was like, dude, 
You need to go out after this. Yes. There's a whole, there's 150. Stay in this bar, wherever you are. Just you're getting put on display and you're showing that you don't take yourself too seriously. Right. So listen, go to Handmaid's Tale, the musical, November 8th. It's part of the New York Comedy Festival at the Cutting Room. Go subscribe to Speaking of Carrie, the Sex and the City podcast at M underscore Stokes. Stokoski. <laughs> Melissa Stokoski. Go look her up. Go support. Go go get oh, involved. Thank Are you ready you, for some emails? I'm so excited for some emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Shall be here on the ones and twos. Send help and feathers. <laughs> okay. Hey, Papa J, train Shelbs, an esteemed guest. I'm from Colorado, but my buddy from Georgia told me about your podcast my junior year in high school, and I've been obsessed since. You've replied to my Instagram, Snapchat stories that I've tagged you in, and I'm beyond blessed you notice your fans. Enough feathering your sweet Jewish nuts and on to the main topic. Well, I moved here to Denver once I graduated college. I landed a job in a place in a place as soon as I got here. I, need, I just need some advice on long-distance relationships. The girl I've been talking to since I lived in been talking to since I lived in has been going on for about nine months now. So are you in a relationship? I'm not. You're single? I'm have you single. Been in a long distance I have, yeah. How long, how far, what was the deal? Uh, I've been in two actually. One when I was in college actually. That one not so successful. And then when I did move to New York I stayed with a person for a solid, I would say four or five months. Okay. Which and isn't that long but. But uh, what was the good, what was the bad, why did it end? I, the good was I like the alone time. I yeah. like having my life, having friends. Sure. That was cool. I mean, the bad is like you, obviously you want to see them, you miss them. I am a feisty girlfriend. Mm. I will be very, uh, you know, aware if my boyfriend is out. I'm like, you know, what's going on? That was definitely a problem in the first one. Um, I think that the best thing to do when you're in a long distance relationship is know the next time you're going to see each other. So there's like that countdown yeah. to the next time that makes it feel there's like less be daunting. A, there's got to you know? be a plan. A plan. You got to have a plan. And an end time of when we're going to be in the same place. There's got to be an ending to the distance. There's got to be a plan. You got to be on, you have to be almost too real with each other. Yeah. Where it's like, because here's the thing about long distance relationships. I've been in them. Um, there and what you said initially speaks to me. It's like I like my alone time. Yeah, you're on. This is a vacation of a relationship because anytime you're together, it's the best time. Anytime yeah. you're apart, oh, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you. And when you're apart, you're not living like a real couple. Yeah, like that's not how it goes. You don't sit there. You know, you can't text about your day all day and then get together and go. Well, now we're together. It, it's just not reality. Yeah. So the plan of when this ends is a big deal. Yeah. I've lived in it. It's been going on about nine months now. We met through a mutual friend and, uh, and uh, it hopped off from there. It started as simple FaceTime and phone calls to later down the road, I'd go to her place after work and we'd hooked up and stay the night and spend the whole day with, the, with her. Then I go back to my dorm when, well, she graduates college in the upcoming summer and I just want to make sure that I take the right steps in making sure we're still together. By then, it's a long time away and anything can happen, but it's hard to let someone go. Who, by the way, is an 879. We have a rating system here on the podcast. Guys oh, or nice. girls can use it. Oh. Face, body, personality. So she's <laughs> okay. saying that she is an 879. That's okay, a good that, number. It's a hit. Thanks for any and all input. Uh, I never miss an uh, episode of your podcast. I put at least 20 of my friends on your podcast. Dude, thank you. What do you think? 
he wants to make sure they're good for the summer, and I think this is an issue. I mean, he sounds like a child. He sounds yeah. very young. Mm. The mention of the dorm room, sure. definitely. This is well, he's graduating. He's graduating college. college. Okay, I guess that is an adult. And he started a job, so I think he's graduated. She's a year behind, right? And he's like, I want to make sure that when this transition happens, I get through the transition. I mean, communicate, like tell her what you want, what you need, that you're available to her, I think. Mm. I mean... I'm reading between the lines of this email, but I have a very sneaking suspicion that he feels that she's enjoying senior year. Yeah. And he's not getting That's kind of my advice. Yeah. Is that, I don't know, I think that pushing it could also be detrimental. Yeah. You know, trying to really lock someone in and honestly she should enjoy her senior year if i'm giving advice to her unless they are so in this he sent this in october and he's wondering about how she's gonna be in the summer dude you're you're planning ahead you're pressing too hard this is too much planning like there's an there's an amount of planning where it's like he probably is sitting there being like because she's in college she can't just like pick up and visit him Mm -hmm. he's got a little bit of dough but no dough because he's just a year out so he can't really travel to her every week so he's freaking out that he's gonna lose her and I get it I do feel bad maybe like mail her some shit I think that's a good thing yeah I it's tough dude here's what you gotta do you gotta start having fun out of college and maybe you guys need to like take a break yeah. And I know that's a big jump that I just took from you being like, I love my girlfriend. I want us to be together when we graduate. But right now, it feels like you're not getting enough out of her. So you're like, let's make the plan that we're still together once you graduate. And it's like, you are going through the toughest part of life and she hasn't even gotten there yet. The toughest part of life for a lot of people that no one gives credit to is that year after college. Yeah. Because it's a luxury issue. No one's sitting there going, well, I'm worried about the person with a college degree. And the job that pays them 50 grand a year. No one cares about that person. But you're going through a mind fuck. You went from an unreality to reality, and now you're wondering what the rest of life is going to be, and you're kind of lonely because you're in a new city. You need to start making friends in your new city. You have to start forgetting to call her a little bit more. You have to start going out with new people and enjoying new people. That isn't to say you break up. I know I just said to break up, but like maybe it's to say... You need to start making new relationships that are friendships that can distract you. Right. And just like prepare for that. You know what I mean? Like if you want, like build your life up. This is a new start to your, or a new chapter for you essentially. Yeah. And and like show, be a person and a situation that she's going to want to jump into that with. You know? You have to be the best party she can be the tent. Yeah. And I know what he's going through right now because he's like, I have to keep the parts of my life that I had intact because those were good parts of my life right those can be good parts that you grow out of and it just i can feel this guy's problem because it's not about the girl it's about his new life and he's worried and he's not sure what's going to happen and he's not going to sure how they're going to relate to each other and he's planning for he's saying well the summer i just want to make sure she still wants to be with me i can't make you that promise buddy no one can it's so far away it's so far away and he's pressing and she's going to feel that because you're going to be going, well, yeah. what are you doing tonight? She's like, I'm in college, bitch. Yeah. I'm going out. Right. It's Tuesday. And you're like, you're going out on a Tuesday? It's like, yeah, because you went out on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's just life is different for you too. Right. I, I, Ugh, I do feel for him. That is tough. It's tough because the advice really is to break up. <laughs> as sad as that is, it's not going to work out. I think at least space. 
Space is the thing. Like yeah. join like a softball league or something. Like new friends, just a little bit more full yeah. in your new life. You need to create new life rather than go back to the old one. Right. And then if it is, you know, I don't want to say if it's meant to be, but like if it's, you know, a, a real connection, then she'll want to join yeah. you in this new chapter. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with M- Melissa Stakoski at <laughs> M underscore Stokes on Instagram. Go follow, go support. Speaking of Carrie's the podcast. Guys, we are sponsored. Oh, man. I like this sponsor because it helps you learn. Okay. Really? It's called Robinhood. Robinhood is an, an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. Non intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence, simple and in- intuitive, clear design, with data presented in easy to digest ways. Now, I used to sell. Life insurance, annuities, mutual funds. I will say to people that the one thing, this is all very intimidating. Everyone thinks they're not wealthy enough to invest. Yes. Everyone believes that. doesn't matter. <laughs> you can look across the room and go, that's the wealthiest person in the room, and they think that. What Robinhood does, it's a very easy way to put your toe in the water and saving on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis. It's never... Too little to save. The best way to save, and this is the thing that we would always tell people, is just on a regular basis. Put away 25 bucks a week. You say, 25 bucks, who the fuck care? Yeah, it builds up. At the end of the year, you're going to look and go, oh shit, that's all money I saved. So you can set that up with Robinhood, and it just makes it easy for you to go and get in that world that maybe you've heard about and learn on your own. Tinker. We all want to be saving. Because you know that's what you should be doing. But a lot of us aren't because we're just intimidated. We don't think it's enough for what we, oh, I'm nobody. I'm not this. I'm not that. You don't have to be. You know what the people, the people that are putting away 25 bucks a week are killing it. I'm deeply inspired by this. Right? I feel like this is a wake up call for me. Well, that's the thing. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to tell people what to do with their money or if they should have 25 bucks a week. No, but you can do 25 bucks. You can do 25 bucks a week. Or probably 25 bucks a month. A month, definitely. If you put away a dollar a day, you look at, by the end of the month, 30 bucks. The dumb shit that I'll spend 25 bucks on every week. That's what I'm saying. very stupid. And we don't, because you know what? We all think very little of ourselves. And that's, that's the problem. We're all not confident enough to do the things that we should be doing. Yeah. And Robin Hood gives you a way, an easy, it's never been easier to invest, you used to have to go to a fucking building and talk to a guy in a suit. I would And they'd never. look you up and down and they go, well, what do you make a year? And you go, I don't know, I don't know. This is, takes all of that out of it for you to go and do it a little bit on your own. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some free, I'm going to give you some free money. Oh, shit. Just for listening to this podcast. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock. That's called money. Like Apple, Ford, Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at jtrain.robinhood.com. That's jtrain.robinhood.com. Okay. If you never do this again, if you just do it once, do it once to get the free stock. Yeah. Let Papa JT send your kids to college. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's uh, so nice. Of you're you. welcome. <laughs>
You're welcome. I want a thank you note from all your future children when they graduate. So listen, Robin Hood is giving a free stock. I can't believe this. That's crazy. This is what your grandpappy gives you for your birthday. Grandpappy J Train <laughs> is giving you Apple, Ford, Sprint. Uh, you got to be fucking kidding me, you idiots. If you're not stopping this podcast right now to go get your free stock, just get out of life. You're done. Stop <laughs> stop, stop living amongst us <laughs> because you're looking at me going, nah, I don't, st- I don't want free money. Mm-hmm. I don't want Apple. Crazy. Apple. You're too good for Apple. You're too good. Grandpappy fucking Freed over here is giving you a birthday gift jtrain.robinhood.com that's jtrain.robinhood.com use it or leave this country (laughs) (laughs) you're an idiot if you don't sometimes I read these things and I go like I love all the sponsors we have but sometimes I go yeah they're not for everybody but some people this one this is is. for everybody yeah that's a good idea because it's nothing nobody wants to think about it Nobody wants to like realize they're not saving or like not doing anything. Because I think we are just kind of like a generation of renters and like no one's going to own property. Let me just get through the day. Yeah. I just want to eat, sleep and fuck. Exactly. And I just want to do that. Go on vacation. But I mean, you could literally like save up for a vacation pretty fast. I'm big on the bi-weekly 20 bucks because it's just one of those things. That's good. Like, you know, you ever, I'll explain it this way. You ever go to the movies? Mm -hmm. You, You eat popcorn at the movies? Yeah. I love popcorn in the movies, yeah. but I eat it too fast. Oh, okay, right. So sometimes a little bit of popcorn will fall between my legs. <laughs> okay, tell me you leave and it there, Jared. That's my that's oh, that's biweekly no, saving. That's your savings. <laughs> okay, that's biweekly saving. Then I go, oh, I'm done with the popcorn. Oh fuck, I'm a fuck. Your oh, wait a minute. Saving. I got I got oh, popcorn no. in my crotch. Oh, good thing I put it away. <laughs> For a rainy the day. The city's too dirty to be eating crotch popcorn in public. Well, you guys are going to be eating your crotch popcorn with jtrain.robinhood.com. <laughs> so go get your free money. My toothbrush needs a home. Ooh. Melissa Stokoski. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that name. I, I, I'm crushing You're that name. It. Melissa Stokoski at M underscore Stokes. <coughs> hey, Papa J Train. First off, I saw you in Cleveland and it was a hell of a show. Thank you. Love the podcast and my long commutes. Enjoy uh, enough feathering onto my question. My boyfriend and I have been together a year and hang out a few times a week and have been have a standing Friday night sleepover at his place. That means that every Friday I have to pack up my extra toothbrush and bring it to take to his place, which gets old after a year. So my question is, how do I ask if I can leave my toothbrush and stuff at his place without him thinking I want to move in? Uh, I can see that in the future, but not too soon. We've moved pretty slowly because uh, both of us have past relationship baggage, so I want to be extra careful. Thanks so much. What do we think? I think you accidentally leave some shit there. Yeah. I'm with you. I I mean, I'm an avoider. I don't love okay. to confront. The, I mean, what you should do in a mature way is like have the conversation and be like, hey, we're not moving too fast. Sure. I like how things are going. I'm not trying to press things, but just out of convenience, you know, do you mind if I leave some stuff here? That's like the mature thing to do. Mm. What I would do is <laughs> like the, a whole. Here's the normal way. This is, yeah, yeah. This like leave a toothbrush, a comb, like some stuff. So it doesn't look like super suspicious. Maybe like you're rushing out, mm. like, like just be a little bit late and like leave some shit and be like, oh, no, did I leave that there? And he'll be like, yeah. And you'll be like, oh, 
crazy. Guess I'll just get it yeah. later and then just don't get it. Here's I, I totally agree with that <laughs> way to go. And <laughs> but that's not the thing to do. That's not confronting the situation, which is it's been a year. And I think the bigger issue is that you don't necessarily feel comfortable having that conversation. Yeah. Well, how these secure are all, do you feel the, in it? These you are know? all tests, kind of. You know, everything's a little mm-hmm. bit of a test. I know that doesn't sound healthy, but it's um, it's the truth. And if you can't leave a toothbrush there now with a standing Friday appointment, yeah. there's other issues. I would actually say I kind of agree with like your your version of how to do this because in the court of relationship court, if we took this to court and he was like, this bitch is crazy. She left a toothbrush. If he has no a problem. No one would take his side. No, that is bananas if he would have an issue with a toothbrush being there, of course. But I think that sometimes just that conversation can be so intense. But that if that's too intense, then clearly this isn't like a super secure situation. I here's the move. Next time you're there, you leave it in the fucking cup. Okay. Don't even say it. Don't even say anything. I like that. Leave it in the cup. Not even an accident. Because, not an accident. I left it in the cup. I'm sick of fucking bringing it out. I love that. That's better. Toothbrush, maybe it's a, you know, hair stuff. You put it underneath, you find a spot, you just put it there. Assume close this. There's a thing in in sales called the assume close. I didn't know you had this whole sales background. I I learned so much about your stocks and bonds. Robin Hood uh, sell. I just sold them. I just told them they're fucking idiots if they don't take the free money. I I mean it. But there's this thing called an assume close where you know the person needs it. You say, okay, well, this sounds good. When can I pick up the check? You have to assume close the toothbrush. I like that. So you just, you leave it. Done. Yeah. And if he says to you, you left some shit. You go, yeah, I'm not bringing my stuff back and forth anymore. We've been doing this a year. Also, does he go to your place? That's another Sounds question. Sounds like it's very much his place. Yeah. Which, fine, but if that's the, you said a standing Friday sleepover, which I don't like that personally because it's like, okay, what's going on on Saturday? Um, but Good point. The, the idea that... If you leave it, what's he going to fucking say? Mm -hmm. What's he? What I love about this email is because a lot of women get in their head like, well, I don't want to be too crazy. I don't want to be too forward. And it's like, well, what's he going to say? Yeah. What's he? He sounds like an asshole if he's like, your toothbrush is here and it's making me uncomfortable. Yeah. But then you know. Actually, that's good. If he gets that out, then good. Now you know and you're not going to waste any more time with... Well, that's someone who's a jerk. This is exactly what I'm talking. These tests that exist in relationship, they don't have to be tests, but they do become pop quizzes. Mm-hmm. So it's a, this isn't a test; this is a pop quiz. You're leaving the toothbrush, and you're saying, "Yeah, this is this is normal for me to do." If he brings up, "What the fuck is this toothbrush?" Now the pop quiz has happened because now it's popped up where it's like. Well, why wouldn't I leave a toothbrush there? We've been together a year. Is there something that you're worried about with the progression of this relationship? Right. Now it's a talk about, we're not talking about toothbrushes anymore. This isn't about toothbrushes. Totally. This is about the relationship. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. I like this one. It's long, though. It's lengthy. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. And it's about love. Oh, good. <laughs> so that the most... <laughs> Scared way. Okay, good. It's called 
Help, I tried to drop the L-bomb, and it was quite literally an explosion. Oh, no. I feel like we need some music on this. This is intense music. Hi, J-Train. Well, I've got myself into quite a pickle at the moment. (laughs) I like that. I've been dating this guy for five months. He's flown me halfway across the country to meet his whole family of like 698 relatives for his cousin's wedding. That's a lot. And I have a key to his apartment. He's only been in one relationship before, which lasts a few years, so I feel like he's pretty serious if he's uh, put up with me for a whole five months. That's not a long time. We have different hobbies, but we take interest in each other's pastimes and careers, and everything feels natural when we're together. After watching football with my group of friends, something we both love, we went back to his place to nap, and things got pretty frisky instead. I've been wanting to express my feelings for a while, but I didn't know when the moment was right. Before things got physical, I was laying in the corner Googling how to say I love you. Wait, were they dating before? They're dating this whole time? They're dating this whole time. And she's Googling how, how to, to say, say I, I love, love you. you. Okay. And she wrote in private mode, mode of course. And Wick, yeah. <laughs> and Wiki Howe made a pretty good point that you don't want to say it too early. But you also don't want to say it too late because you don't want your partner to feel like you're not serious. I don't really feel in love yet, but there isn't an in-between word to express those feelings. After I finished reading steps one through five on WikiHow, <laughs> this was a big mistake, Googling. Yeah. I felt semi-confident that I could say it and things would get all, wouldn't get all fucked up. We got all hot and bothered in the sheets, and that's when the word vomit commenced. I'm a very direct person, but I feel like I shriveled up prune in this mo- Felt like I shriveled up prune in this moment. I asked him if I could say something. You know, there's a word that, like, sometimes people say when they really like each other. Oh, huh. no. Doesn't sound like you're so direct. And then he asked if I meant the word love. My heart jumped a tad. I felt uplifted. He knew what I was trying to say, and maybe that meant he wanted to say it too. Well, my heart proceeded to drop into my colon when he straight up said that he wasn't in love with me. I get it. To be honest, I'm glad he didn't say it if he didn't mean it. After all, he's only said it once before in his whole life to a chick that wasn't his mother. So I understand if he needs more time to develop these feelings. We proceeded to bang very (laughs) non-romantically. Oh, no. no. Yeah, Yeah, that's a tough post. That's a tough time to bang. Yeah. I don't love you. Now, here's my penis. (laughs) Like, can you imagine? Oh, no. What do you think about this? Have you said I love you to anyone? Yeah. Yeah, I've said, I mean. Did you mean it? Do you look back now and go, I wish I wouldn't have said it? Do you have any, I love you regrets is my question. No. I've only said it in like long-term relationships. Yeah, longer than five months? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Which like I was in my last relationship, I don't think we said I love you to like a year in, which I think is too long, mm. but it can take time. You think time. that's too long? It felt long. Interesting. And we had, I don't know. It felt, that felt I don't know what the right time, that. I don't know if there, there's no such thing as the right time. I don't know that there is, time. yeah. And I appreciate her for like, wanting to put herself out there and say it yeah and, and I, for also banging after we proceeded to bang very non-romantically but it was a great regardless the dude definitely knows what he's doing still things that felt a little weird off, awkward afterwards what in the name <laughs> of ha- uh, sam how have i done 
I took our glorious partnership and left this looming pressure over us to say something neither of us were ready to say. What is the in-between word for love, Jared? For like and love, Jared. One friend recommended I tell him that my that he's my cinnamon apple. Jesus Christ. Oh, my what? God. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear Shelly, but he just said, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, well, the others said to tell him that I'm in it to win it. This whole thing is a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> it's like if you say that. Cinnamon apple in it to win it. What the fuck? Neither it's of not us. a thing of like, is it the right too early to like good to like want to put yourself out there. But yeah. also like it should feel very. And I, she, don't, I think it should feel like you don't think the other person's going to like. If you feel like the other person's going to run out the door from you saying that, then don't say it. Agree. Yeah. Agree. And, but also her thing, I, I don't know if she's just looking backwards and trying to take it back, but she even said like, oh, I, I feel in between it. And it's like, if you feel in between it, it's okay to say to someone, hey, I really like you. Yeah. Really like you feels like the in between. I'm really enjoying what we're doing. Uh-huh. This has been so much fun. I just want to let you know. Saying I just want to let you know how I'm feeling and that I'm like having the best time with you is such a nice thing to say. Or in like a moment, like, yeah, oh, I do love them, but at 7 p.m. tomorrow night when I see them, I'll love yeah. them officially. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that makes no sense right. if it's not love. That's not emotional. Right. And if it's like completely like kind of planned and inorganic in that way, it's probably not going to come off right. And it sounds like that's what happened. It's like she got nervous and kind of just said all of these yeah, things love, that she that wasn't direct, like she said. And love isn't an engagement. Like, no. Just because you said I love you doesn't mean that you. Well, now we start planning the I love you thing. You and know, I like, think I I think it can be this thing where it's like, oh well, if we aren't saying I love you, then it's not a legitimate thing, and we're not like we're not at a certain level or something. Like you still are, you're still together, you yeah. still are you know, probably committed to each other. She writes, I really like this guy and I'm hoping I didn't put a whole bunch of pressure on him by sparking that conversation. We haven't spoken since except for when he texted me to inform me that he had eaten too many chips and dipped that he didn't feel too great after. That's <laughs> a lie. Uh, well, if that isn't romance, I'm not sure what is. Side note, he's really attractive, fit, successful, active, and totally my type, so don't think he's an unhealthy blob who eats chips and dip all day. Okay. Anyways, we all hate him now. Uh, anyways... <laughs> Uh, now I'm wondering how to move forward. I don't want him to feel any extra pressure to say something that he doesn't really w mean. And I want things to continue as normal and wonderful as they have been for the past five months. We talked about what I, I had said after we banged, and I told him that I wasn't really ready to say it either, but I wanted him to know that, that I take it seriously and wanted to wanted to work. That's the way to say it. Should yeah. I be worried that he didn't want to say the L word, even though we aren't on this exact same page? Is it bad that I don't feel like I'm in love yet either? I mean, it's been five months. Uh, which is the second longest relationship I've been in. I feel like if you love someone, you know within the first year of dating, ha first half year of dating, right? I really like them. There's a lot of chemistry between us, so I want to continue, see where it goes, but I feel like a dumbass for dropping the album. What do I do next? Is it too late? What did I scrub everything? Um, I want to go hide inside a box. I'm in serious need of help. What do we think? Oh No, I don't think she messed up. I think talking about it after... They had sex is good. I'm glad. Yeah. I think the next time what I would do is just kind of pretend that it didn't happen the next sure. time you hang out and just try to have a completely normal, fun time. I don't think it's there's a specific time where you have to know if you love someone or not. And it's oh. definitely not in the first five months. So I think don't worry about that. The best thing you did is that you 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 put feelings out there. Yes. So that is a good thing. 
the idea that you didn't know what to say, but you wanted to let them know that you're having fun and enjoying, that it all came out in this weird way, but it came out and that's good. Yeah. Like, it's good to tell people, hey, I'm like just having the best time. And like that, like when your friends are like telling me to send them an apple, what the fuck is that? I'm in it to win it. All those, like it, all those lines do nothing and they feel fake. Mm-hmm. What feels yeah. real is like, hey, I don't know what to say, but I'm just really having fun. And that's one of those things that people go, ah, like it, the weight is lifted off of it. Like it's like, oh, okay. Hey, I am too. He, yeah. You could have, when you put him to like love or don't love, now you're sitting in this plot, spot where you're like, well, it's don't love. Life is great. <laughs> right. It's not love or don't love. No. There's a lot of people that I'm like, yeah, I'm just enjoying this person. Totally. And that's okay. And to say to yourself, well, you got to know within a year, that's not how it works. Life is more practical than it is romantic. And this is a practical thing you went through. You said, hey, I, I just have to spit out something that I just feel a certain way about this person. And you're also doing that so you don't get fucked. Like a lot of this came out and you're telling to your friends because you're like, I just want to make sure that we're thinking of things in the same way. Yeah. And yeah, I think right now where you're at, you got to get to the next hangout. You got to get to the next, you know, hey, what are you doing this week? Let's go, let's go back to Normalville. And exactly. you can check in with each other. Hey, I'm having, I've done this. I've done the, hey, this has just been a lot of fun. Nothing more, nothing less. I want to mm-hmm. keep having fun. And if we look at relationships more like that, that rather than all or nothing, you're not going to be as disappointed. You're not going to be sitting there wondering what the fuck are we doing? Like, what are you doing? You're hanging out and you're young and you're good looking and it's time to keep fucking. Well, and especially in this young time, like not everything is going to be this great romantic love story. Sometimes you just have to like take it for the experience that it is and like whatever you're going to get out of it ends up being probably pretty great. It's going to be fun. And even if it isn't the end all be all, like which it probably isn't, then it's still good. Here's the thing. But the, the whole love conversation of like saying I love you, no one knows what that feeling is because yeah. you can't go to someone and be like, tell me what love is. <laughs> That's what I think of all the time. Like I had all of these long-term relationships like in college and even in high school. And of course you're saying I love you then, but mm. I'm like, well now like that what was what love? I was capable of at that time. But like, that wasn't probably what like people who were married to each other for 50 years feel as love. You know, it's like, yeah, it, it's kind of relative. That is interesting. It is very relative. Your feeling of love in high school and what you want out of a person is totally different than what it's going to be when you're 50. Yeah. Like, you see an old couple, like, at shows all the time, like, when you do, when you have older people at shows, and you talk about marriage, and then they talk about, like, how much they, like, and then you'll make a joke about, like, yeah, look at these two married people, they fucking hate each other now. And they laugh at it, and then they, they're like, yeah, we haven't fucked in years, and then, then they're like, I love you. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, love is actually kind of in that love. It's like kind of very unromantic, but it's so unromantic that it's romantic. That yeah. like they have their entire lives yeah. based on each other. In that maybe there's not that passion there anymore, but the fact that they are still so committed to each other is ultimately, I guess, yeah, they're romantic. a partnership that's just kept going. Exactly. And you're like, wow, that is a nice and the history thing. and the shared. Yeah, and it's like, you know, someone at 25 would go. I'm Ew. never going to be with someone that I don't want to fuck. Right. And then someone at 50 is like, who am I going to fuck? Well, and you it's know, like, like, well, I kind of just want to watch, you know, 
Sopranos or something yeah. with someone, same person who doesn't make me want to like gouge my eyes out. You know, yeah. that's and the practical <laughs> that's aspect love. of it. I don't want to gouge my eyes out. What's more love than that? Yeah. We got time. We got to do another pot. We got another, we got another ad. I hope it's as inspiring as Robin Hood. Oh, I know how to inspire. Okay. I don't doubt it. I love this sponsor. Loot Crate. Is that who we got? Love Loot Crate. What is the last Loot Crate you received? What was in it? What did you love? Listen, I love Loot Crate because it's a monthly gift to yourself. Okay, it's a monthly subscription box delivered direct to your door with exclusive pop culture collectibles, apparel and gear. Loot Crate curates designs everything for themselves and you can't find these items anywhere else. No matter what you geek out about, this is for you. So Loot Crate is a great gift. It's also great. The thing is, we all here's what I'll say to everybody. We live in this world of choice paralysis. You go to the store, you go online, you could go online and buy anything you'd like right now. And you know what that makes you do? Buy nothing. You say, I'm not good enough for it. I don't need this. I don't want this. I shouldn't spend my money. I should be investing in Robinhood. You know, there's, you go through this whole fucked up thing every time you go to buy something for yourself because who thinks they deserve anything? Yeah. It ain't Christmas. It ain't Hanukkah. You, but here's the thing with, with Loot Crate, they make the decision for you. You say to yourself, I am going to be putting in, I want to give myself a, a $50 gift a month. I want to do something nice for myself. I want to be happy. It's reasonable. For 50 bucks a month. And listen, they have original and most popular Loot Crate as a curated collection of items from only the best pop culture franchises every month. We're talking the real deal with likes of DC, Marvel, Blizzard, Harry Potter, Nickelodeon, WWE, Fallout, and many more. So, listen, Loot Crate offers 16 other awesome crates from gaming to anime, including their most popular crate. Um, it's Harry Potter, like all that, that shit. That sounds like, really fun. It's fun. And the packs are $45 of value in each crate for less than $20 a month you can't lose. So for less than $20 a month, you say, I'm going to treat myself. Listen, this, is, this goes great with the other sponsor. 20 bucks towards your future, 20 bucks towards the now. The best surprises each month from the largest geek and gaming subscription company, Geek Out in Style with Loot Crate. So you can subscribe now by going to lootcrate.com slash JTrain. You enter my code JTrain to save an exclusive 30% off your subscription. Listen, go subscribe now to lootcrate.com slash JTrain. Enter my code JTrain to save an an exclusive 30% off your subscription. That's a huge payday for you. Free money. I love Loot Crate. It lets you enjoy the things that you enjoy without feeling badly for enjoying them is really what the deal is. And a fun surprise. Fun surprise every month. Go to LootCrate.com slash JTrain. Use my code JTrain to get 30% off. Go now. Go. We got time for one more email? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. One more email, then we'll do some news. One more email. Can't set the hook. Here with mm. Melissa Stokoski. At M Stocks, M Stokes. I read. It as I M. say Stokes. it's Stocks, but I think that's because I'm Midwestern. Very Midwestern. <laughs> M underscore Stocks, S T O K S. 
First of all, let me grab a monstrous goose down feather and ga- graze the seam of your nuts. I've been listening to your podcast for the for on and off for about two years, and I always enjoy listening to your take on all the wild situations people have. I work a lot, usually we're at schedule. There's nothing like a 3 a.m. J Train podcast to keep me awake. Um, I work better than coffee. Thank you. Enough of the testicular tickling. I love that. That's nice. Here's my problem. Essentially, there's this girl that I keep asking out. She's a solid 988. A great girl that I've liked since I met her. We went to high school together. We're now both 22. She was in a previous relationship, had a kid with him. It lasted five years, ended about a year ago. While she never tells me no, she has never yet said yes. I think I've asked her out about seven or eight times over the course of five months. Yeesh. Okay. I've invited her to several different occasions, weddings, dinners, bars. Order. I offered to cook her dinner once. I feel like I've tried it all. She gives me a different reason why she can't each time, but never straight up tells me no or that she's not interested. I called out the crazy and asked her if I had a, even had a chance. I said if I didn't, she should just tell me, and I would quit bugging her about it. She said she really wanted to, but it's either she doesn't want to piss off her. She said she really wanted to, but it's either she doesn't want to piss off her ex, uh, too busy with work, or has already made other plans. I can see by her snaps and Instagram that she does work a lot, but regularly has days off. She did invite me to her apartment once. We had uh, some drinks, watched a movie. Nothing happened. We don't talk on social media or text steadily, but she'll occasionally reply to my snap stories or text me to see how I'm doing. I think this girl is incredible, and I want damn near uh, anything to be a part of her life. Am I being too hopeful? Is she just trying to be nice and not upset me? Is there anything I can do to set the hook, per se? Looking forward to your wizardly advice. Uh, P.S. Love Classic Shelb's new voiceovers in the podcast. I'm not sure I've ever laughed so hard. The Classic Shelb nails another one. Mm-hmm. Classic Shelb nails another one. Good work. You're killing it. Okay. Melissa, have you been in this situation as the woman? Yeah. Guy keeps asking you out. You're not sure how to respond how did you feel about that guy and what made you kind of shelve him? I think that, you know, when you're single, you do have these people who are pursuing you that maybe it's not all the way there, but mm. you're like, oh, I kind of see that there could be potential, but like, it's not for me right now or something like that. But like, yeah. for me, it's always like, I'm just kind of not ready to be settled down. And I'm like, that guy's maybe more like boyfriend material. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want to just date him for two weeks and then I'll fuck it up and then you know that situation's gone that's interesting but don't you think that I mean not to call you out on anything but don't you think that's even too hopeful for that guy yeah no it's not good (laughs) it's like a really bad thing and I don't have like a lot of I think that was more maybe like two years ago when I was like really in the thick of like being newly single Mm. and all that kind of stuff I think that sometimes there's situations where you're like it's there but not quite that's kind of what it sounds like to me also she has a kid yeah, and a job like dating's probably not her first priority. And I would ask like, has she dated anyone since she's had her kid? I think See, that might be more of a situation than the most interesting thing you just said to me is that a lot of girls, and I see this with a lot of women that write into this show. Tell me if I'm wrong, please. A lot of girls don't like to throw away fine hands. Totally. Because they're like, totally. they meet so much garbage out there and so many guys that just want to use them for sex or or just like looking for sex, which is fine for those guys. Like, I'm not saying that those guys are wrong. There's a lot of girls out there just looking for sex too. But they're coming across a lot more 
just general garbage than I do as a guy. And I think a lot of girls are like, well, this guy knows I have a kid. Right. Thinks the world of me. Wants to cook me dinners. Wants to, you know, wants to bring me to weddings. And how could I say no to such a nice guy even though I'm not into it? So that's why he's not getting a no. He's getting a... Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I, does that... Yes, women are inherently better than men. And it's so <laughs> difficult to find, you know, a good dude that when you find one, it's even if it's not the right time or not, whatever, you don't want to throw it away. Exactly what you but, said. But, even, but it's not fair to them. It's not fair to the guy, but also she's never going to settle for you. Like, I don't think it's ever going to happen where she's going to go, well, I guess I'll fuck him now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that what you leave out in that conversation, what a lot of girls leave out in that, like, well, he's such a good guy, is they leave out the, like, the animalistic side of them where it's like, yeah, but you had no I'm not yearn. passionate for him at all. Exactly. Well, also, I think we fall into this trap as women where it's like, oh, if it is a good guy, you have to take that. Yes. You have to. Is... And that's like kind of a fear-based mentality dating-wise that I yeah. don't think we should subscribe to. It, there's no reason. And it's kind of another way that we like guilt women into it, too. It's mm. like, oh, he's good and he's going to take care of you. Like, maybe you don't need someone to take care of you. Maybe you don't yeah. need all of, you know, some guy. I mean, you should. Like, your boyfriend should worship you. But <laughs> maybe... But you're putting That's your not stand- the right person. And like yeah. you're uh, animalistic, as you called it, or like you should be sexually fulfilled. You should be passionate sure. for a person. You sh- these feelings are equally as important as someone being there for you and all of that. Yeah, and it's... A lot of women put their standards in the guy's hands. Yeah. Where it's like, I haven't done this and I haven't done this. Will he like me? And it's like, yeah, but do you like him? And it's like, this girl is putting her standards in your hands by saying, you're nice, so I'm going to keep you around. But she's not saying, what do I like? I like not this dude. Yeah. And I know that's really hard for the listener to hear because he seems very nice and he seems like a good guy. And he's doing, when you ask someone out seven or eight times over the course of five months, the answer is no. Yeah, and I would maybe advise him just like take a break for a minute. And then see, because if that's the situation and I know that I have fallen into this as soon as that person who's so reliable and, you know, because probably what it makes her feel good that she's being pursued by him. She's using you in a certain way, in a certain way. And like you oddly are kind of like in her life as he's wanted to be because and that's probably why he keeps going out as he just wants the connection with her. But if you can just kind of hold off for maybe another five months or so, not be in touch I mean, it's tough to not be in touch ever because of Instagram stories, which sucks. Uh, the Instagram stories thing, it is though, is such like, that's a such goddamn nightmare. <laughs> it's a distraction. Oh, my God. Because these people, you know what they're doing when they respond to the Instagram stories is they're just saying they that's the amount of effort they want to give you. Exactly. They, they don't want to exactly. give you more than that. Because, listen, I've responded where I'm like, listen, it is so easy. To write back to an Instagram story where someone looks good with a fire emoji. Yeah. You know what's harder? Going out and saying, hey, meet me out. And then telling that person they look hot in person. Yeah. That takes a whole night. Completely. One took four seconds to make you feel good and see if they respond to see if that, you know, you get that little dopamine hit from that. And that's kind of what she's getting. She, out of you, when she responds to your Instagram story, she's got a kid. She's got a job. She's got time for you to fucking feather her nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, she's got time for that. But does she have time to date you? No, because she doesn't want to fuck you. 
Right. Like as 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 At hard least as I would say not say. yet. No, I don't. I not, mean, I don't, I don't know. Put that ever. In his head because, I know you're right. Because seven, eight times he invited. You're right. And then you're there's right. another thing. And where, if the, you were at a place, movie situation, whatever, she probably. Yeah. You had the opportunity. And the other thing, and this happens with this type of dude who's chasing after. It doesn't feel real. You invited her to a wedding. But you never hang out? Right. That's, That's what I was going to say. The wedding was definitely a flag for me. Because the, you know what it is? It feels like a lie. Because like you don't want to go to a wedding with me. You don't even know me. Yeah. You th- you've invented this reality of me that isn't even real. And I understand why. Because I got written a message over DM from another guy that similar story. And I thought about it. And I was like, you need the only what you're saying is absolutely correct. He needs to go away from this girl. You, anytime she responds, you need to not respond because right now you're available for her and you're being used as this emotional crutch of some sort. So if you just go away, maybe she says, oh man, that emotional crutch meant more to me than I thought. Mm-hmm. That's like Will a that even be chance. real? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. But if you won't get off the couch, it ain't happening. So the only move is to stop. You got to stop because seven, eight times... I'm sorry, buddy. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. How much time we got left, Shelby? We are at one hour. So we got, let's do, uh, you want to do a little news? I do. You got time for news? Got time for news. Melissa Stokoski at M underscore Stokes. Speaking of Carrie, that's the podcast. Go follow, go support, get involved. What is this you're handing me? Just. Give one to Melissa. Okay, here's one for you. Thanks, guys. Here's one for me. Let's do it. So you have a segment. What are we calling it now? What the fuck, I've heard? I think it's what the fuck. Not deal reveal. What's the fucking deal, I think, is the is the move. I see. That's what we're going to call it. What's the fucking deal? We did it on the live podcast with Michelle Wolf. Um, what's this? Please don't read ahead, Melissa. Don't read ahead. Okay. Okay. We have a real life. <laughs> I was reading deal? ahead and it oh. looks really good. So this is a true to life. What's the fucking deal? T to life. W blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We have a NFL player with a mistress and a wife who may be sending some pretty scandalous texts. Ooh. Uh, Buffalo Ooh. Bills player Jordan Poyer, okay. 27, has been caught in the middle of an Instagram war between his wife, Rachel Bush, and ex-fling Summer Ray, a student Shit. at the University of Buffalo. Okay, so this guy, Jordan, what is his name? Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer hooks up with this girl, cheated on his wife? Cheated on his wife. And now the wife is texting the girl? Texting her some pretty uh, spicy emails. So uh, texts, rather. Where do we start on this? We're going to read it. Let's start at the bottom one. Bottom, bottom right. Bottom right. The mistress posted these on Instagram. It's like, okay. guys, help me out here. I can't so, help. I can't stay in the shadows with this. It's getting kind of scary. So this is, so the girl, the blue is the is the mistress. The white is the wife. Correct. And she... Blurred out everybody's contacts, but, you know, you put Buffalo Bills yeah. and uh, your 
college and people that know you're going to be able so to put things together. So we're going to do this to the right and then this one. Whoever wants to Do you want to be the wife or the mistress? I want to be the wife. Okay. Go for it. Which one are we doing? This bottom right? Yeah. Cool. Summer, that literally should be the last thing you're worried about. If I ever see you, you're dead, literally. Biggest however. Fucking with a married man. Not sure how this is my fault. Uh, gets drunk as fuck and is a bucket case. I like that. <laughs> you are just as much to blame as he is, if not more. Biggest however. And everybody going to know. And when I'm out of here and I see you, which I will, you're going to regret even being born. Have a good day, my love. This is a very female thing where they do the have a good day. And my love. My love. This is a very. Reminds me of like when they kill Bill. Yeah. Right when Vivica <laughs> A. Fox about the shooter. She's like, very funny, bitch. Like, yeah, nice yeah, yeah, totally. Dude, wow. I don't want to do this anymore. I've said, I, I have not said or posted one single thing. I can't help what my friends are posting. But if you stop, I'll tell them to stop as well. This is all a game to me at this point. Hope you're enjoying. This is what the girl, this is what happens. Women that have been, it's always the like the woman that's been fucked over that has to do the power where I'm fine. Hope you're doing well. Oh, hope you're having fun. I'm yeah. having a great day. This is a game to me. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm actually laughing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm actually. Yeah. Oh, LOL. LMAO. And then she writes. So the mistress writes. I was told you guys were divorcing. I was not with Jordan when you called me. So don't, no, I didn't lie. Yes, there is videos. <laughs> and no, this isn't a game. I don't want your husband. I don't want to hurt you or ruin your family. I saw that y'all got back together when he came to visit you. So I said my goodbyes to him and was happy for him. It wasn't like uh, that at all. I know you won't believe me, and it's already to this point. And whatever happens after this, I wish you guys the best. Prayers for you and your whole family, LOL. The <laughs> LOL. Wow. I That's, mean, it's tough. I can't imagine being an NFL wife. That's, I, can't. I feel for them so much. And that sucks. And obviously you're going to misplace everything and go after. But Because ugh. she's going after the wrong person. Of course. This yeah, is not. They're more above and she mentions like, yeah, we've, he's made, we both made mistakes, but we're getting through them and this and that. So why defend the dude? Like I why know. do you think this is because like, I think when people get cheated on, they, they put it on as a competition between them and the person and the that was girl. the girl or a guy. Like, if I was cheated on, like, you emotionally, your first move is to be like, what made them want them over me? Right. It's never that. It's just new. Yep. It's just new and different. I I don't know if that worked for women that way. I know for a man, I have never gone for a girl as opposed to another girl because it was between them two. Right. I mean, I think it's like kind of this weird opportunistic type thing. Mm. Oftentimes, I mean, with women, I you can't say always, but I think it's sometimes it's more emotional. Yeah. Like they're not getting something from the relationship and it's there. That seems I mean, worse to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, deeper and women fuck you up in way more, yeah. uh, you know, deep psychological ways, sure. which is something fun about us. Um, I don't know. I think... With NFL players in particular, he's 27, yeah. and he just became a millionaire. Like, mm-hmm. all bets are off. I always talked about this. Like, I think there should be 
some kind of like mandatory therapy or something when you get into the NFL where you're just like, listen, like now you have money and everyone's going to want to fuck you. And I know this is crazy, but like, I don't know. It's I feel like they just always get into this crazy situation. Here's the underrated part about an NFL player is that they average like a four year. Oh, my God. I know. So they're not even like. You, if you that should be the main part of the therapy is like this will not last. This will not last. You should not have a wife. You should not have a girlfriend. Do the four years. Make this your college. Yeah. You know, like I, if I was an NFL player, you have four years. Where also, very few of them are going to have enough money to have this be their only job in life. Yeah. So, like, if you're a guy who's got a four, Jordan Poyer, who's I've never even fucking heard of. Yeah. So let's say he has the average four-year career. He makes, what, $6 million out of the I, most? I mean, I know he said millionaire, but there's 53 players on a roster there, and a lot of the contracts are, like, not guaranteed. Yeah. You're, they, you could, and after, like, you get, a let's say, a $400,000 check, and you're yeah. living large, it's not that. You buy, yeah, you go rent a house for 100000 a year. Or whatever the fuck yeah. it is, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's short-sighted. These NFL players, their speech at the beginning of the NFL should be: "Here's every condom ever. <laughs> Never stop using these." Um, and no, and then I would just show them how long a million dollars lasts. Right. Because you're going to be selling mutual funds. Enjoy this. Yes, me. You're going to be on Robinhood. I mean, we have NFL Net. We have ESPN on in the background. Look at what's his about name. This. He played for the Steelers. He did. Um, what is his name? Uh, That's the thing. We don't even know his fucking I name. Know. This guy had a successful career. Very, and then made it to ESPN, You're which lucky is lucky if you get it to ESPN. Well, this is yeah. the thing. All of them think they're going to be reporters afterwards. Now there might have been enough jobs at one point where ESPN and FS1 and CBS Sports, but now there's a a limited number of jobs for these people. Yeah. You're not all going to be on ESPN on the front, on the show at three 30 in the afternoon. Right. So it's like, I mean, for this guy, Jordan Poyer, he's going to be like, what the fuck? I know. I, if I were him, I'd get away from both of them. I know. I, I mean, with both of them. the wife sounds it. fun. She is the wife very is, feisty. But the wife is fighting for her oh, life. God. Do they I have know. kids? I know. Uh, she's um, 20. They do not. To, just I don't know if it asked the story. The mistress looks like a very attractive college student. The wife looks like an Instagram professional is this model. Which is which? The turn that over to the. Oh wait. Which one have, is you which? You don't have that page. Um, we have this page. Yep. Here, here. Take a look at this. If you can see that. They're both hot. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not like, surprised. They both look like Instagram models. Yeah, they're both. Went to the Kim Kardashian school. The one on the training. right is definitely more uh, filtered, I guess I would say. The wife is gorgeous. I yeah. mean, this is the thing. Like That's they insane. both. That's what's so frustrating about being a woman is like you're gonna look like that and then still get fucked over. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is this is what I'm talking it's about. It has absolute, nothing to do with looks. I know. I it, know. It, but it's just, just like different. It's just, it's just different. different. And Beyonce is proof of that. It's If you don't have a intellectual connection, that's the thing. Where it's like if you're just if you're 20 and you're with the football guy and you're married 
and you're fighting. She's fighting for a lifestyle. She yeah. doesn't want to lose out on what they're doing and the trips that they could go on and the lifestyle that she doesn't have to fucking work really. Which I yeah, but like maybe, maybe she, she I mean, maybe that, maybe loves it. I don't know. Yeah, but, but still, it's still like if that's what it's about, then of course he's gonna be like. Yeah, fuck it. But if that's what it's about, don't you just like stay quiet? Yeah, I, and not make waves. You know what a, I mean? Now you're in a you're in a an agreement of sorts. If it's I, about lifestyle, I think I know what the wife's really mad about. What's that? His early career, he played three solid years in Cleveland. Oh, she might have wanted out of there, so he got a four year, thirteen million dollar deal. Oh, so he's making real money in Buffalo. Maybe, yeah, maybe she, she's maybe, just cold and maybe cranky. He, I thought I was going to go someplace uh, cooler. I went someplace even worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, did he hook up with the girl at the university at Buffalo while he was playing for Cleveland and then ended up on Buffalo and was like, oh, fuck, now they're close to each other. That like, would be crazy. That could have been what happened. So now she's in the same town, a small town, where she's seeing the Instagram post from her friends and that's how it all erupted. Oh, my God. So he's 27, she's... 20 he's moving around a lot what do you mean like 25 and 18 it's kind of weird yeah yeah i mean it's all sad and it's all like i don't know if we can take lessons from the reality 13 mil he could put you know i don't know that's not i don't know if the last i it's a certain life oh my, right oh dear god they uh <laughs> shelby keeps shelby. finding more they do have a child they do and yeah, so she's fighting she for the is kid. an Instagram yeah. model, and they met through Twitter. This through Twitter, is wild old to me. School. Guys meet women through, especially my gay male friends, sure. will meet through social media so much. Yeah. That's crazy to me. You would never meet a guy through social media. I don't media. think so. I don't think there are guys seeking out. Well, also, like, I was just talking about this with my friend, like, as a female comedian, sure. there's very few men who I would say, and maybe this is too far, but like are secure enough mm -hmm. to go after someone after they've seen you do stand up where you're kind mm -hmm. of more in this position of power or whatever versus this kind of fan relationship that works really well where it's like famous male fan as a female yeah, versus the vice versa. You know what I mean? Well, I think for a lot of men with female comics is a lot of guys who if you're not a model, you're not a good looking, you're just a fine looking guy. So where do you get your fuckability from? A lot of guys have being gotten their fuckability from being funny. Right, right, so they're right. like, oh, I've been out, I can't even be, what is my worth in this relationship now? Mm, yeah. And it comes from that, I think. Um, it's not fair, but you know, that's right. kind of the, the whole, I, I the, owl, the idea of someone approaching me over DM. Does that happen for you? It happens. Um, I'm flattered a lot. Of I mean, I don't really... Partake. I don't partake because I, I say... I don't... It, there's no good way of me being like, you know more about me than I could ever know about you. And I don't know mm, if true. it's going to be... It would never be worth my time to just like have a hangout with someone that I don't know if... Like, you know what my personality. What are you going to tell? Yeah. You know, but like, I don't know your personality. And I, I always... The position that you get put in with the DM thing is they'll go, well, let's do drinks. And it's like, I don't want to fucking do drinks I, with someone I don't know. 
Well, yeah. And there's also like a safety aspect to yeah, that point. Yeah, safety. Now you don't know where, where they're coming from or what they want out of you. I don't know. It's all, it's all down the fucking worm hell, you know, wormhole <laughs> at that point. So, Shelby, thank you for bringing the news. Good email alert. <laughs> <laughs> Still working out the kinks. There we go. Thank you, Shelby. Nice. At Classic Shelb on Instagram. Go follow. Go support. Melissa, thank you so much. Oh, my God. It was a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Uh, at M underscore Stokes. At M underscore S-T-O-K-S. Melissa Tokoski. Go check out the podcast. Speaking of speaking of Carrie, also <laughs> Handmaid's Tale at the Cutting Room, November 8th. Go support. That's a fun night. Different. Awesome. Fun show. I've been hearing all about it. You're going to love it. Go support. I'm Jared Freed every Tuesday and Friday. Podcast successfully recorded. We did it. At Jared Freed. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending them in. Keep feathering. We'll see you next episode. Boom.